Welcome to Based on Real Events. I'm your host, EJ Gullett, and I've always got alongside me, but never right next to me, Mr. Jay Kington. Hey, buddy. What I want to give to be able to just reach my right hand over and, you know, lay it calmly on your thigh. Well, I hope you're going to go upwards with that as well, but it's good to hear your voice. It's been too long. We've, uh, we take a little break uh, on the podcast here recently, so this is our first episode recording in, what, two weeks? Yeah, something like that, man. Yeah, it's nice to be back in the saddle again. So uh, where we left off last time, you know, we were talking about uh, Ed Gein and Psycho and um, just how Mr. Ed Gein was the basis uh, for Norman Bates and Psycho. But before we dive into that, Jay, please tell us what you've been uh, watching this last couple weeks. Oh, man, I was trying to rack my brain. I really couldn't come up with too much, bud. Really couldn't. Still going through The Handmaid's Tale. It feels like that show never ends. I'm over it. I just watch it because Chloe insists. So I think we only have a few more episodes left, thank God. Uh, outside of that, though, uh, I watched the movie. It's called The Bay. It's, uh, it was made in 2012. Oh. It's kind of an interesting little horror film uh, about a town, small, like, Maryland town um, taken over by, like, a virus. Um Really interesting, honestly. I watched uh, Long Shot again a few nights ago, which is a pretty damn funny movie with uh, Joe Rogan and um, or Seth Rogan rather. And, <laughs> Aaron. and then I watched uh, Bad Boys for Life. That's really all I can think about. I know there's been a lot more I've watched, but that's really what what my brain was racking. Nice, yeah. I uh, I have not heard of Long Shot. The Bay is actually on my list. Um, I think that's Shutter, right? If I'm not mistaken. No, it, it was on, I think, the movie channel. I don't know. It was like between Cinemax and Showtime, but I'm sure you're, if you're a resourceful individual, you can go find that movie on the interweb somewhere. Somewhere, somewhere, somewhere. Uh, same here with me over the last couple of weeks, man. Not really been, I've been busy, but still watching The Sopranos, finally on season four. Still great. Uh, still watching Star Wars Rebels. Uh, trying to think what else I've watched this week. We kind of, Diving into a couple different movies, uh, I think probably, hopefully over the next couple of days, I'll be diving into Bill and Ted's three, Bill and Ted three face the music, which uh, big fan here of of those movies. So <laughs> <laughs> can't can't ever go wrong with those, honestly. And I hear it's actually pretty good. So it's a nice little escape. Was it out already? Uh, it just dropped on Friday, actually. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So thirty years since the second movie came out, and. As we all know, Hollywood likes to do. They just like to recycle old shit. So here's another one for you, America. Yeah, no, it's uh, they really need to put a, a limit on how many remakes you could uh, you can do. I know we were talking about. I think you and I were talking about that. We're just like it'd be nice if they uh, uh, could only do two a year. No, like two, like one, like every twenty years. Like it's just too much. Like we don't need this many Batman's. We really don't. This is excessive. Mm, no, I will. No, I'll stop you right fucking there. That is fine. It's excessive. No, no. I, but like, honestly, the way they explain it, which it would, I mean, I don't want to take up the whole podcast. I don't care. Explain it. I don't care. It's too excessive. We don't need eight Batman movies in one decade. It's not necessary. 
Robert Pattinson is fine. He's fine. I love it. I'm all about it. I'm all about it. Did you watch the trailer? Um, yes, I did. It was, I it, mean, it looks good, but I'm just like, I don't, it's, it feels like it's too much. Uh, I do. Just give me the, I'm a big Batman fan. Just give me the dark, gritty world every year. I'm fine with it. I don't yeah. care. Just keep on, just keep on throwing great directors in there and they'll make something cool out of it. I'm fine with it. <laughs> um, keep on keeping on. Well, before we dive into part two of Psycho and Ed Gein, uh, give a quick recap here of what happened last time. Um, as you know, the this was written off a book, and then Hitchcock bought the rights with Paramount to that uh, said book, and then they uh, made Psycho, which is a very famous, probably Hitchcock's most famous movie of all time, uh, maybe besides, uh, I don't know, Vertigo or The Birds. Uh, but the that, birds. The birds. Um, but yeah, and we kind of dove into Ed Gein, his early life, uh, where he was born, which is La Crosse, Wisconsin, uh, how he had an alcoholic father and a really crazy fucking mother. Uh, I'm so pretty, he had normal parents. He had very normal parents. I mean, this is how, honestly, how psychos oh, are born. <laughs> I've met your mother, and she's a goddamn saint. Your dad, though, he scares me. <laughs> uh, he had a brother, had a brother. Uh, said brother is said dead, uh, probably by him. Um, let's see, what else? Then his mother died. Um, his mother died, and then that's when the real shit started for Ed Gein, as he had no one left in the world to really care for, and he lived on a lonely, isolated farm in Plainfield, Wisconsin. And that's really where we left off as we dive now into the capture and conviction stage of it and what Ed Gein was up to as he started slipping away from a normal quote-unquote lifestyle into a fucked-up person. So, Jay, please dive in here. All right, so really... um... It's kind of tough to, to, to tell this in a traditional linear fashion because nothing was really discovered uh, until he was actually captured. So we kind of have to start with the capture uh, to get really into the crime. So uh, on November 16th, 1957, Plainfield hardware store owner Bernice Warden was reported missing. The store had been closed the entire day, but that was honestly nothing out of the ordinary because it was deer hunting season, and basically everyone in Wisconsin hunts. It's kind of suspicious if you don't hunt, and actually Ed hated uh, hunting, so he was always a suspicious character. Um, so everyone thought, you know, she was just out hunting deer because that's what you do in, uh, in Wisconsin. You you hunt deer, you eat cheese curds, and you drink beer, man. You get a little fat, you know, sweater under you, and uh, that's a full life right there. Have a couple babies, get married at 19. Root for the Packers. Root for the Packers. Cheesehead, baby. And um, so Bernice Warden's son, Frank Warden, was a deputy sheriff, actually. And he went to the store to look for his mom. Um, He noticed the cash register was open and there was blood on the floor. Uh, Frank noticed that Ed Gein had been in the store the night prior, as well as the next morning, to buy a gallon of antifreeze. Uh, This was the last receipt that was written by Bernice on the day she disappeared, so just good old-fashioned detective work so i'm confused uh, there so she so frank noticed that eggie had been in the store the night prior how was there cameras in there or is it like records um i i think it was a record i believe he bought something or he was either at the uh 
at the store with his mom. I, I honestly cannot remember specifically that part. Gotcha. Um, but uh, so he noticed that Ed game is basically the, the last one in the store. So obviously he's going to go ahead and get the force. Um, they're going to go over. So they actually find Ed Gein at a grocery store in the uh, Washara County Sheriff's Department. Uh, um, actually, I butchered that. So let me clap. So police locate and arrest Ed Gein at a grocery store. Um, and then the Washara County Sheriff's Department searched Gein's farm that same evening. Uh, they discovered upon entering the farm Bernice Warden's body decapitated in a shed, hung upside down by her legs with a crossbar. Um, Or sorry, hung upside down by her legs. And there's a crossbar basically at her ankle separating them and ropes around her wrist at the bottom stretched out basically as you would dress and clean a deer. Um, Uh, So that's why Aguin wasn't into hunting deer. He was into hunting people. It's fucking killer, dude. Yeah, kind of. So... They um, they realized that Bernice had been shot with a twenty two uh, caliber rifle, and then mutilations were made uh, after her death. Um, and they they also located her head. So um, it's kind of strangeness, right? But here's where it gets even more creepy. So upon you know searching the house even further, authorities found an insane amount of startling items, including. And just uh, just rattle these strap off. Strap yourself in. Got <laughs> a lot of weird shit. Um, whole human bones and fragments, which is honestly not that weird, given what we're about to proceed to. A waste basket, a waste basket made <laughs> of human skin, human skin covering several chair seats, skulls on his bedpost, which is just. Badass, honestly. <laughs> Female skulls, some with the tops sawn off. And the reason they were sawn off is they were bowls made from human skulls. Ooh. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Collect <laughs> all to get to get your fucking collection going, baby. He used to eat beanie weenies, pork and beans out of human skulls. Uh, mm. Found a corset made from a female torso skinned from shoulder to waist. Leggings made from human legging skin, masks made from the skin of female heads. So he basically made a human suit and a female skin human suit and would just slip onto this and prance around his house. And I think just kind of act like, um, you know, he was his mother. And he uh, does, he'd whisper these words Would you fuck me? I'd yeah, fuck exactly. me. Exactly. So I'd he fuck actually me had, a, he had a victim prior, uh, Mary Hogan, and they found her face in a paper bag. Uh, Mary Hogan's skull in a box, Bernice Warden's entire head in a burlap sack, Bernice Warden's heart in a plastic bag in front of Gein's pot-bellied stove, nine volve in a shoebox. What are are volve? This is... That's the lips of a vagina, basically. Ah, yeah. That's how I should probably know, huh? Yeah, nine, nine vaginas in a box, buddy. Gross, gross. Uh, a young girl's dress and the vulvas of two female judged to have been about 15 years old. One of my favorites, a belt made of female human nipples. Mm. Trendy. Four noses. A pair of lips on a window shade drawstring, which he would basically 
put over his face and like I think closed it or um no no he would have <laughs> he had the top <laughs> lip on the top of the window shade he had the bottom lip on the bottom and he would pull the string and it would close it as like close the lips basically the Jay what you're just describing here is like he was a great interior designer it sounds like and that, also a yeah, great a fashion design in a different world he could be you know uh, the next uh, Mutabi. <laughs> sure. What, he, what, what, no, what's his name? Is it Mutabi? What are, talking about, are you talking about fictional Mugatu? Mugatu, yeah. There we go. <laughs> he could have been, been Mugatu. Who's Doug, who's Doug Mutabi? Why, do, why does that name sound familiar? I I don't know. It, it sounds like something you order at a sushi restaurant. No, it's from a movie. I can't remember what it is. But, um, oh, goodness. Anyway. I don't remember who it is. Well, maybe it'll come back to me. Um, fingernails made with female fingers and lampshade made from the skin of a human face. And uh, those are really the ones that uh, I think we should we should highlight. Those are the interesting ones. So um, obviously all this weird shit. This is, you know, <laughs> this is like before any serial killers were a thing. This is just absolutely startling, messed up, twisted that, you know, nobody in the world had really ever seen before. So when authorities questioned Ed Gein, he said that between 1947 and 1952, he made around 40 trips to local cemeteries in the nighttime. Uh, when he was there, he would dig up recently buried bodies. Um, Ed Gein did not recall any specifics of the trips, as he said he was in like a daze-like state when these events would occur. He even mentioned that sometimes he would snap out of the daze while at the cemetery and he would just return home, kind of not knowing what happened or how he got there. Um, you know, this is debated as to is this true or not? Was he just trying to kind Sounds of rush, like, uh, like with himself or the officers that, you know, this really wasn't his true intentions. Uh, but he would go out, he would dig up the graves of recently deceased middle aged women he thought looked similar to his mother and then would take the bodies home and then tan the skin to uh, to make his arts and crafts, basically, in image of his mother, Augusta. So some people, they go to Michael's, they get their stuff, their arts and crafts. Ed Gein, he likes to go to the local cemetery and gets his arts and crafts. Honestly, it's a bargain, really. I mean, he's getting a great deal there. Yeah, you know, and um, it's uh, it's sustainable. You know, we're not, you're not sourcing any materials and, you know, causing to pollution or anything, you know, so there's some plus sides to it, I believe. I think but, there really uh, is. <laughs> soon after his mother's death, Gein started making a woman's suit so that he could become his mother. He literally wanted to crawl into her skin. Now, he is denied emphatically that he did not, or denied having sex, rather. I want to make sure I get that right. He denied that he had sex with any of the corpses. Um, he said that they smelled too bad to have sex with. So, at least there's some rationale in there. Uh, at, least he, at least he was smart enough to know that one, I guess. <laughs> exactly. So, during the interrogation, Gein also admitted to the murder of Mary Hogan. Mm -hmm. A local tavern owner who had been missing since 1954. Uh, once they found her head in his house, again, denying the specifics as he was in a daze-like state. Um, a 16-year-old boy whose parents were friends with Ed Gein and who hung out with Ed at ball games and movies said that Gein kept shrunken heads in his house. Although Gein claimed that they were relics that his cousin who had served in the Philippines had sent over to him from like the headhunters and the head shrinkers. When in actuality, they are just dead heads from a body in the local cemetery. The original dead heads, man. This is right before the big dead heads came around. The Grateful Dead started, yeah, started exactly. shredding, dude. This was before Jerry. Jerry Garcia was a god. <laughs> this is disgusting. I can't believe – I just can't believe anybody would fucking do this. 
Yeah, no, it's fucked for sure. But after investigating these heads, police determined that they were, in fact, normal human facial skins, carefully peeled from corpse and used as a mask by Ed Gein. Ed was also suspected in the other unsolved cases in Wisconsin due to all this, including the 1953 disappearance of Evelyn Hartley, a babysitter who they never saw but pinned it on Ed. Uh, and on November 21st, 1957, Ed was charged with one count of first-degree murder, where he pled not guilty by reason of insanity. Edgin was also diagnosed with schizophrenia and found to be mentally incompetent and unfit for trial. Ed was sent to the Central State Hospital for the Criminally Insane, which is a maximum security facility in Wapoon, or Wapun, Wisconsin. They got a lot of strange... Uh, <laughs> And you know, they said it on the last podcast, but like, like they said it on the last podcast and they had it right. Uh, but Ben Kissel is from there, correct? I think, but like, yeah, like he's like, you can't pronounce anything in Wisconsin ever. Yeah, I mean, the only thing we're going to get right now is Kenosha. And I'm sorry to say that out loud, but you know, I'm just saying, I don't know any, I don't know how to name anything else in Wisconsin, to be honest. I'll tell you what, though, dude, I am really craving some cheese curds now. I don't think I've ever had cheese curds. Like, I don't think I've ever fully tried. I don't even know what cheese curds look like. They're like, um, I mean, the closest thing would be like to like a mozzarella stick, but it's not like as like seasoned of a breading and they're just like. Oh, they're and they're like, deep fried. They're probably like, yeah, they're like about a quarter size. Um, mm. they're, they're, they're good. I mean, you, you have that, you get a brat, you get some beer, man. Yeah, you can't dude, knock Wisconsin. People's stomachs must just be like iron stomachs oh, there, it's dude, the most be... gassy state in, in, Absolutely. in america for sure <laughs> so uh after that he was later transferred to mendota state hospital in madison wisconsin home of the badgers i believe the Bay- yeah. yeah yes yeah, i believe yeah, you're right there there we go uh and in 1968 so we're talking you know years later doctors determined that ed was now mentally able to confer with counsel and participate in his defense so the trial began Decades later, November 7th, 1968, the trial only lasted one week. And Ed said that he didn't know if the killing of Bernice Warden was actually intentional or accidental. He said that the gun that went off accidentally fired while he was examining it. He also said that it went off after trying to load a round into it, but he wasn't trying to point it at Bernice. Sounds like bullshit. Yeah, it definitely sounds like bullshit. He came in there with a round and, and chambered it. I mean... For sure, but hey, you know he doesn't want to get the death penalty. He'd rather serve out in uh, in a mental hospital. They are much nicer facilities to spend the rest of your life in, uh, for sure. Um, at the request of the defense, the trial was held without a jury, and Gein was found guilty on November fourteenth. Now there was a second trial, which was around his insanity. He was found to be not guilty by reason of sanity and sent committed to Central State Hospital for the Criminally Insane. Gein spent the rest of his life in a mental hospital. He got off easy, man. What a piece of shit. This dude should have fucking rotted. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't like, you know... I mean, yes, he did murder some people. And yes, he's, he's always touted up there with, you know, most historical or most well-known uh, serial killers. But he's definitely not like a hardcore serial killer of just pure evil, you know? I think he just had a lot of mental problems... And most of the, 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 the stuff they found were, you know, of bodies he, he dug up. So a lot of people said, you know, if he's guilty of, of anything, 
you know, it's just, it's being a little wacky, you know, but he wasn't like a, the, I think the book's called Deviant and they're saying like, he's not like an evil deviant by any means. Um, he's just, a yeah, he's a fucked up individual who was raised. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess I need to be a little bit more sensitive towards his fucked up bringing, but like, so were all these other serial killers and rapists. They all had fucked up brain. Like, what were you going to say? Charles Manson didn't deserve to be where he was because of his upbringing too? Yeah, well, no. Charles Manson was, um, like, he orchestrated a lot of stuff using his mind. I mean, he was a sharp guy, but he was manipulative. Ed Gein wasn't manipulative. Ed Gein wasn't sinister by nature. He was just a product of a fucked up home and, you know, schizophrenia and these things that weren't really being diagnosed at the time. So, I mean, really, you know, in today's world, if Ed Gein gets his help at a young age, if he gets his own little Etsy shop and, you know, starts making beautiful little stitches, you know, and selling them, I think he's got a place in this world. Yeah, that's true, I guess. I mean, I guess if, if it, as long as the post office doesn't fuck it all up, I mean, Ed Gein could have a very profitable business out here on Etsy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's so. that's. Good for uh, him. Dying, though, uh, July 26, 1984. Died from complications from cancer in prison at age 77, one day before his birthday. Uh, RIP. RIP, buddy. Rip, rip. Rip, rip. We'll miss you. Um, I, you know, that's I found some interesting things on him. Um, I guess from my quick research uh, that, you know, Norman Bates, over the course of all of the Psycho movies, he killed 11 people. Ed Gein only killed two. However, it is speculated that Ed Gein dug up nine graves. Nine plus two equals 11. So maybe there's like a little Easter egg for you there in the uh, psycho universe, I guess. Yeah, it could be. That's a, I don't that's know. a good point, actually. All the, all the stuff that we, we, we talked about, like as we're bringing up all of these things that he did, and I know, I know he's based off of you know, I know he's the inspiration for several movies. We've already named Psycho as one. I think we've said in the past he's also like uh, inspired for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which makes a lot of fucking sense. Uh, the Silence of the Lambs, he's obviously Buffalo Bill. Um, I did not know, and you put these two here, I did not know House of a Thousand Corpses and the Devil's Rejects. What? Who is he um, in, inspiration for? Is it because of the merman stuff and all that stuff in the House of a Thousand Corpses? Uh, it's just like the, 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 the bodies and kind of like the, you know, the torture. So I get, you know, kind of similar to like the chainsaw massacre outside of like the skin mask, like the, you know, butchering and cutting up bodies and rearranging them. Um, you know, I would honestly say there's probably a connection with uh, Jeepers Creepers with the first Jeepers Creepers. That's what I was about to say too. You know, he's got all the stitching. So, you know, how's a thousand corpses just, I guess the, it's more about the mutilation of bodies posthumously. Yeah, that's true. Man, if we had let Ed Gein like see Jeepers Creepers, he probably could have created some ingenuity there with some throwing stars that were made out of skin and fucking like daggered teeth yeah. and shit like that. He probably could have had some cool shit going on there. Exactly. But he, <laughs> Eddie's, Eddie's a legend, man. Eddie's a legend. He really is. I mean, honestly, there's not too much else on him. Uh, I mean, it's a pretty much open and closed case right there. Dude's a fucking psycho. Um, you know, it's... Uh, He's a, a very interesting individual, that's for sure. Well, he is also, uh, you know, inspired some of the greatest Hollywood horror movies and iconic movies of, uh, you know, really the, the past century. So, um, I know, I know, there's a movie on him too. Ed Gein. What would the world be without Ed Gein? You know, it's true. Yeah, you know, honestly, Ed, thank you for your craft. Thank you for for bringing to light uh, some scary shit in the world. Also, I'm sorry for. 
people that he's killed. And, uh, you know, you, you inspired uh, Alfred Hitchcock to make a, a, you know, an amazing time honored uh, classic movie, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's a great movie, you know. Um, what are your takeaways? You know, I guess mine is like, <laughs> run away if you got an overbearing mother. You know? <laughs> uh, if you've run into right. anyone who has a, um, a really creepy relationship with their mother, probably separate, you know, distance yourself from those individuals if you do value your life and your future. Yeah, I mean, definitely run away from your mother the more that we know now that of serial killer tendencies, but also at the same time, where are you going to run if you live in Plainfield, Wisconsin? I mean, your mother can see you for miles and miles and miles. Um, but, you know, my takeaways of the movie itself of Psycho is it's a pure cinema classic. Uh, I love it. Uh, I will watch it anytime. I think it's on um, Peacock now, which you can stream for free. So definitely check it out. I give it, I, I mean, I give it a solid 9.8. Like it's, I mean, it's a classic uh, dude. That shower yeah. scene is just, that is like so iconic. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's set up the, it is considered the grandfather of the slasher horror flicks, you know, like that is, it's, it's what started it all. It's what started a, a, a movement in those, uh, Oh, the horror genre and like that's 20 years prior to it really starting to pick up i think what texas chainsaw massacre and you know friday the 13th and all those movies like those are what are that's the golden age of it but this is the beginning yeah uh so yeah i love it um i also wanted to say there's some uh stuff that we've been reading online of, of new things coming out i mean Granted, this is kind of older news now, but still worth touting just because, you know, as we're when you guys listen to this, we'll be in September. And I think that considering the shit show that is 2020, September through October should just be considered Halloween all the way through. So we should start Halloween right on September 1st. Um, and with yeah, that, I was, I was looking at Halloween decorations earlier today. Actually, right? Oh, me too, dude. I can't wait to fucking I'm ready. I'm ready to get the house going, dude. I'm just I love I love this time of the year. Just it's the best time. It's like I'm like have you know more money saved up in the bank to just <laughs> fuck off with because i really like would love just one year drop like three grand five grand on like just badass halloween decorations <laughs> i uh i would love to see your house and and all the shit you have going on for it honestly i think your house would be a house of horrors considering everything else that i know you have in there so uh yeah you'd be the scariest house on the block kate's mom actually uh has is insane she's creates everything from scratch. Last year, she had a Stranger Things-themed house, and she created from scratch the Demogorgon, uh, which was a seven-foot-tall Demogorgon that sat up, and you had all the little children had to come up and get candy from from its... Uh, like It was like holding it in a basket. Um, dope. It was dope, dude. It was, she outdoes herself every year and goes all out. So uh, I love Halloween. Love this time of the year. Uh, Love watching all the scary movies. Can't wait to dive into more of them. Um, there's some more to get excited for on Amazon Prime. If you remember, because they partnered with Blumhouse Productions, and they're bringing us eight new horror movies within this year and next. And they're going to be free. Eight? I thought it was six. We got eight now? We got eight. Well, we have four this year that they're bringing us, and then four more that they're bringing us in 2021. Now, the four... Uh, that they're doing this year are part of a new series for Bloomhouse titles called Welcome to Bloomhouse. Uh, I've seen I've seen like the marketing stuff for it, and it all feels like it's just like all of the stuff that's coming out this year is meant to feel like you're 
like it's all based around being in a house. So it either revolves around a haunted house or like something that has to do with being stuck in a house with somebody else, which is kind of the theme of this year anyway. So uh, pretty, uh, pretty fitting if I don't say so myself. Uh, and these will all share a common theme centered around family and love as redemptive or destructive forces, but each with a unique vision and voice. So yeah, I'm excited to see what they do with with uh, these movies and everything that's coming out next year. And also, I wanted to bring up a new section that we're we're going to talk about now. Uh, things that you can find uh, interesting, or maybe that you would find interesting to stream online or just watch. Um, something that I was reading about earlier this week, or actually a couple weeks ago now, uh, was a new thing that's rising on Netflix called "What Keeps You Alive." Uh, I'm going to check this out soon, but it's directed by Colin Minahan. And if you're not sure who that is, uh, I don't blame you. But his other, or excuse me, uh, he has a brother, uh, and his other brother, them together, they are called the Vicious Brothers. And you might have heard of one of their movies they've done called Grave Encounters. Uh, great fucking movie, scary as shit. Uh, I love what they do with uh, horror. Um, but what keeps you alive? It's quick plot for you. It is a couple celebrating their first anniversary at a cabin in the woods. From the moment they arrive, one of the partners shows a darker side that they've never shown before, leading into a terrifying time and a shocking reveal. So it sounds pretty cool. I love uh, movies that are based in just kind of the cabin in the woods. Uh, no one else is around you feeling. Uh, it's, it's, always, it's always a good setting. So I'm excited to watch it. It's on Netflix. Check it out now. But thought I'd give that a shout out. All right. I'll give it a, a quick gander. Quick gander. But yeah, Jay and I got, uh, we have some stuff coming up for you guys soon. We're not sure what we're recording yet. I'm sure it's going to be some, something scary, something horror, uh, September all through October. It's pretty much just going to be all Halloween focused. So I'm excited to dive into some scary shit, man. Indeed. I'm looking forward to it, baby. Favorite month of the year. Favorite holiday of the year. Yeah, buddy. Chloe always turns it over to me and. 1130 at night is how do you watch such dark stuff before you go to bed? I'm like, I like this type of shit. I fucking love nightmares. Okay. I love thinking about this while I go to sleep. Hell yeah. Torture well, me, bro. Okay. You know what we ought to do soon? We ought to just do a little screen share and watch a little scary movies together. Cause no one else Dude, will I'm watch down. these. With me. I'm down. Didn't someone <laughs> didn't. Oh, Netflix implemented something like that. Yes. They have the, well, there's like a few things, but yes, Netflix has like the party watch yeah i think i'd rather just like facetime me like on the ipad or something though so it's not like i'm not watching like a smaller screen on my tv you know yeah we'll do that smoke a little weed get a little high have a good night that's the beat to funky town (laughs) well guys everyone thank you jay's gonna go get some cheese curds now so please enjoy those jay and let me know how they are and brats baby and light beer a lot of farting today for me i can hear it now Uh, Be well, guys. Talk to you all soon. Deuces, gooses. Deuce.